0: This is the I Work For Him podcast. To make sure you never miss a thing from I Work For Him, subscribe to our email list. Just head to our website at iworkforhim.com, scroll down to the bottom of the page, click subscribe, and sign up. We'll send the very latest blogs and podcasts from I Work For Him so you never miss a beat. That's Iwork, the number 4 himcom This is producer Michael Marigal. Thanks so much for listening. Let's get to today's program. Hey, thanks for tuning in to a special edition of I Work For Him this afternoon. As you listen to us on letstalkfaith.com, I heard I heartradio.com maybe you're listening to us live on the air on am 570 910 and fm 102.1 maybe to the rebroadcast on talk america radio however you're hearing the show today just know that we've prayed that something that we say it just and it's on our heart all the times it's something that we say each and every day will cause you to dig deeper into connecting what you hear on sunday with what you do in your nine to five all along trying to help us all all of us to realize that our workplace, it's our mission field. And in that mission field, you and me, we may be the only Jesus our coworkers and employees may ever meet that that job that you hold, the work that you do, the people that you work with, none of that is by chance. The people that you work with, they need to meet Jesus and you may be their only chance. You know, it's hard to believe, but today is the last broadcasting day of the year for I Work For Him. Show number 947. Well, what have we seen the Lord do in this ultra fast year? Who have we met? What have we struggled with? What have we read and impacted our lives? What are we better off because of all that we've experienced? How are we better off? That's probably a better way to say that. Today, Martha and I wanted to draw you into seeing a little of what we do from behind the scenes. So much of what we do is done when we're not on the air. (laughs) Actually, most of what we've done is not on the air. So... Let's just share a little bit of the conversations, the networking, some of the show prep, some of the prayer that we're doing, and just so that you could see what goes on and hear it from our hearts. All this is done so that you can hear the inspiring stories every day on I Work For Him of so many people from across our great country. A little transparency and vulnerability today on I Work For Him, coming right up. Martha.
1: That's right. So one of the things that we um, thought would be fun is, you know, so many times when you're looking to the end of the year, you're thinking about what's going to be in store for the next year and um, what are we going to do differently and what do we want to do more of? And so what we thought would be just really a fun conversation to have today and hopefully um get other people to be thinking as well is to really just look at i work for him as um, all of the processes the books that we read the people that we meet the ministries that we're introduced to and kind of do a little bit of a recap not best of because that would because be every incredibly show is difficult best of. That's because right. there everyone's are everyone's best yes, of show so we are going for impact or maybe things that just challenged us or were that we were thrilled that we got to meet with certain people. So if you are, we're a guest on our show this last year and we don't list you today, please don't be hurt by that because there's just so many. Um, but I thought it would just be a fun thing to kind of recap. So one of the things that um, maybe to just set it up is to just talk <laughs> again about why, how, how you doing there? You do doing it okay? all right.
0: I'll be okay. It's the air.
1: How the I Work For Him message resonates with us because we work with each other. We work with a lot
0: of about that. Can we great put a wall up?
1: people. I'm just going to ignore that comment. <laughs> we work with a lot of great people that are Christ followers and that we get the opportunity to hear these amazing testimonies. Um, but one of the things that I think for me has really resonated this year is the fact that um, we, in what we do... We want to make sure that we're doing what God wants us to be doing. And so really, that's the part of the I work for him message that I think has resonated with me most this year is thinking about the fact that um, making sure that intentionally we're doing the right things for the Lord.
0: Well, and for me, when I think about, okay, how does I work for him resonate with me? I think, okay, first of all, if I was working for Jim, I'd be in the insurance business or the IT business, you know, I wouldn't be on the radio because this was never something that we trained for. This was never something that we thought we'd be doing, but this was clearly God's calling on our lives because of all of the events that led us to up to being here. And so when I say, when I say I work for him, it means I recognize that right where I'm at in my workplace is exactly where God wants you to be. It's uncomfortable at times. A- at times, it's overwhelming because we have, you know, we have no idea where the Lord has taken this long term, and and whether it's nationwide or right here, just in Tampa Bay, whatever it may be. I-, I just recognize the fact that I truly I work for Him. I depend on Him. I am subject to Him. He's my Lord, A- and as Lord, I want to make sure I am. Listening for his still small voice, which is something that's my goal for 2018. That's a little jumping ahead, sorry. But that I want to hear his voice and I want to be obedient in everything that I do. And I think that that's that's really a key. When I say I work for him, I want my life, I, I really want it to be, and I live for him. And that's really because we work all the time, I work for him really makes sense. But I want my life to reflect the impact that Christ has made in my life.
1: Very good. Crickets. No, I, I, not in a bad way, but just impactful and having that um, that good idea and being intentional and always trying to stay focused.
0: All right. So that that's how I work for him impacts us personally. Mm-hmm. Now, last week on Friday, we did a show with our team just talking about all different kinds of things, Christmas and, and New Year's and things like that. What about for you Martha Let, let's give uh, New Year's a, a personal touch okay so so talk to me about when you what are you looking forward to in, in New Year's what, what is it that at New Year's Day the beginning of 2018 what does that mean for you? Um, and people, you need to understand, we don't rehearse this stuff. <laughs> I'm hearing this for the very first time.
1: You're like, oh, I can't wait. I'm, that's why you wanted to do this show, right? So we could really verbalize it. I know you you like to have those documentations, but, um, well, two things. Let's start with New Year's Eve and the fact that we open up our home to our neighbors and um, just we live in a neighborhood
0: of 30 townhouses. Allow
1: an opportunity for fellowship and just good enjoyment and um looking ahead and so that kind of sets the tone just as far as going you know we're we're ushering in a new year and um so it doesn't allow us to go to bed at nine o'clock or do any of that kind of stuff like we would anyway um there have been maybe one new year's where we did that we were like yeah let's forget it let's (laughs) let's not stay up late and get tired but anyway um So as we look at with anticipation to the new year and, and turn the calendar over um, what new year's day um, brings for me is just the opportunity to, to say, how am I want to be, how do I want to be willing to be uh, teachable this year and, and getting that opportunity to say, you know what I do, I do want some, some newness in the year. And as much as we, Look, that each year also means we're getting older. Um Well,
0: I am. You still look like you're 15.
1: I hope I don't look like I'm 15. I felt <laughs> very awkward at 15. Okay, so. you, you look like you're 25. <laughs> I know you think. <laughs> like when I hear the word 15, I'm like, <laughs> what?
0: You're right. I didn't know, I 15, really I did know you were 15. I had really big, puffy
1: hair at 15. It was
0: the 80s. Oh boy. You know, okay. So. Come oh, back anyway. In there. All right. So. Okay.
1: So, um, just being willing to be um, teachable and saying, "Lord, what is that going to be this year?" and 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 not holding that up as an idol, but because I think that's really important. I really think it's important that whatever it is that people set their minds on for the year, that um, we hold it loosely and say, "Lord, if that's what you want," making sure that it's really what the Lord wants in our life, not what martha wants
0: how about you okay so for me i think it's funny that we segment our lives into years and so we look at 2017 as really an expansion year for i work for him as we really work diligently to build our network across the country and we look at as we go into 2018 we really expect the lord to add radio stations for us to add audience all over the country because there are so many people that want to hear this but it's kind of funny so 17 is set up a networking year 18 an expansion year but what I look forward to at eighteen is I mean, but yet it's just another day. I mean, we're on the thirty first, we're reaching out to our neighborhood, which we love reaching out to our neighborhood. We, we just so much enjoy the people in our neighborhood. They're just great people and we love ministering to them and, and supporting them and helping them as we can. And then January first, okay, we're on to expansion. What do we do? So it's but it's kind of funny because we really it's just another day in the Lord. Yet we we do that segmenting thing. So I what I'm looking forward to in two thousand and eighteen is Is just continued newness in my relationship with the Lord and with you, that I want our relationship together in the Lord to be powerful and strong and at peace and in a place where we can continue to just stop and pray when things are stressful. I'm just I look forward to 2018. It's just an opportunity for a new start. I love that.
1: So, I just wanted to speak to what you said about compartmentalizing. and you know you always think about the irony of why we do some of the things we do, but that's how God designed us. We do have beginnings and ends. We do have morning, we have night, we have um, in in our humanity, there are things that, you know, of course, it was all on a lunar system, and you know that's how it's been based but but the but the truth is we have seasons, we have. Um, days. We have new moons and things like that. So I, I don't want to discount that in the sense that God gives us one of my favorite verses is about his mercies being new every morning and great is his faithfulness. And we can see that in some places stronger than in others. You know, I love thinking about um, people that are up north and the the strength of their seasons. They definitely know when winter comes. They definitely know when summer comes. Um, it's way more gradual here in Florida. We may only have a, a few degree difference or a lower humidity um, that shows the different seasons. Or it may be the weatherman that tells us that there is actually a different season. But God gives us those seasons um, for new things. And um, so I... I I want to embrace that opportunity to say, okay, what is this next season? And um, and really encourage people to look at it that way, but be reminded that every morning when you wake up, um, God's mercies are new. We can start the day new. I just was reading recently, I'm reading a book right now by um, Liz Curtis Higgs about um, some different Proverbs that she has um, really expanded on. And one of the things she said, and then we can move on to um, some fun stuff, is, she said every morning when she gets her cup of coffee, that's when she's reminded, Lord, he can fill me up today and his mercies are there and they they can overflow. And um, so, you know, for, for a lot of people, that is something that can really help them to resonate. So anyway, I just, you know, his mercies are new every day. We don't need to wait till New Year's Day. But New Year's Day is a great time to say, okay, Lord, what you got in store and I want to be available.
0: I love that and thanks for sharing from your heart, baby. Yeah. All right. So you said you want to have a little fun on the show today. Um yes. So you okay, so talk to me about the top book that you read this year that made a big impact on your life.
1: So um well we said three No, but I
0: know but you don't read as many books as I do. So yes, I have I- being really nice.
1: Uh-oh. I've med, read more than three books. I didn't say that. Okay, so anyway. Wait a minute.
0: Did anybody hear me say you didn't read <laughs> okay. three books? So no.
1: some of the books that impacted me this year, and and I do a book review for Christian Women's Magazine. Um, I do read books for the show as well. So my variety is not focused just on faith and work. Um for fiction right now I'm reading an older series by Karen Kingsbury Angels Walking and I know you read the series no, as I did. well.
0: I liked it. I what liked I love
1: about fiction and how it can impact us is that we often don't take what we're learning in scripture and apply it very well into our lives. And so what Karen Kingsbury does in this series is just says, you know, God's got angels and they're working and this is one way they might be working. You know, she doesn't know she's written a f- she's written a fictional story, but she's saying here is that dimension that God has in the world. And this might be an element of what it looks like. And, you know, you I know you've read Pareti books that have done similar things. I was thinking the same thing, right? you know, that but that's why God has gifted these very strong writers that love the Lord and love scripture and say, okay, what could this look like? How could we make help people to learn a little bit more about the spiritual world that we live in? So I've always been a big fan of fiction for that reason, because it, it helps us to translate and put it in everyday life. And so Karen Kingsbury's made it, Um, very fun around a story where there's actually angels living among the people, but they don't know the influence and they don't know the mission that these angels are on. So I've really enjoyed that and I'm not quite done.
0: And it helps us just get a perspective on you know we live in a three-dimensional world yet there is an there is another dimension or as some would say another several dimensions out there that we don't Possibly. see that we don't experience i mean there, there are people there are scientists that say we there's 11 or 12 dimensions we know that god is complicated we don't really understand what that even looks like but the, the fact that there is an unseen world that that is around us the angels are fighting for us i mean just as jesus was you know uh you know he said hey i could call down the angels and pull me off the cross right now but that's not that's not what he said. Where that was, what did he say uh, when he was talking to Pilot? I think it was where he said, "Hey, I could, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's I'm submitting. Right. I could, the angels could rescue me. I mean, it's it's out there and it's available. But so there's stuff going on all around us that we don't really necessarily know.
1: Mm-hmm. So that's one thing that's impacted me, and I'll uh, I'll save my others. You share a book that's impacted you this year. What? you got more? Well, What's we three can go books? back and forth. You know this. Okay. Yeah. All right. So
0: I would think the the number one personal book that i read this year and i really read it right at the end of last year but it, it's impacted all year long as tony and felicity dale have become friends of ours and have, we've done many shows talking about the book small is big uh, unleashing the power of intentionally small churches mm-hmm. and the fact that that's really where we're at mm-hmm. uh, we really want to experience church community without the politics without the overarching structure of a lot of these big organizations. We just really want to experience community. I mean, and live vibrantly. We want to live in the power of Jesus Christ being led by the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, I, I just, I'm a little tired of organization at this point in time, and I think I just need to get healed up. But it, I just love that book because it it lays out what the original church looked like, but it also um, it gives an example of it shows lots of examples of people who are putting it into action. And I just think that's really awesome. I mean, I really, really like that book and it's made a big impact. And as we've gotten to know Tony and Felicity this year and really got to know him when we spent uh, 24 hours with him in uh, November, I was like, okay, these are real people and this is what they really believe. They're really living it out.
1: Yeah. So I think, you know, one of the things that both of us, and that's probably why I work for him has kind of you know, focus so much on telling people stories is we like to hear what's it look like on the ground? What does it look like put into action? Tell me how you're doing this. Not so that I can reproduce it exactly the same way, but how did you work through that? And that's what we want our listeners to hear. Then is that same approach is saying, okay, it sounds really good to have this integrated whole life discipleship. What does that look like? What does that really mean? And so, um, people like Tony and Felicity where we can have conversation and they were so gracious to put it in a book that could help people. Okay. This is what it looked like for them. They didn't know at the time when they were walking through it, what God was teaching them. Um, but they, they see now and can help other people. So same as fiction and and real life stories, you know, saying, what does that look like? And how, how could I possibly, you know, be, uh, be used by God?
0: So, what about book number two for you?
1: Um, Well, you know, Cynthia Rukhti is one of my favorite authors. I love Cynthia. And we're, um, so we had, she recently wrote a book called As My Parents Age. And, um, great book, hard hard and good. And um, she lived it out in, the, having her her mom age with dementia over several years, but she teaches so much to our generation about perspective. And, um, it's a great book, a great read. Anybody who is a caregiver entering into, um, you know, that sandwich stage where parents are aging and all of that, it's, um, oh, it's a must read. And I, I was very encouraged by it and we'll be talking more about it in March.
0: Mm, Yes, when she's here. Yes. That's right. Okay, so I want to give you my last two books because I want to make sure that in the next segments we get to talk about shows and things like that. But I I would say um, An Unhurried Leader Mm. uh, that I I really liked that book. Now that book was by Alan Fadling, if I remember correctly. I was just going to look that up to make sure I didn't have that wrong. Uh, But An Unhurried Leader, the statement in that is that it's okay for us to be busy because Jesus was busy. It's not okay for us to be in a hurry. Because when we're in a hurry, we miss people and an unhurried leader doesn't miss the people that work for him, the people that are are constantly pouring into whatever they're leading. And I and I loved the fact I just loved that. I loved that concept. And it's something that has stuck with me. I've been able to repeat it many, Mm -hmm. many times. And uh, that means a lot to me. And I think the last one was the book by John Van Sloten. Uh, The every job a parable. Mm -hmm. I mean, I loved the fact that as a preacher from Canada, he preached over eight years sermons on taking lots of I mean, tons and tons of different jobs and talking about. How are they an example of God? How does your job reveal some aspect of God's nature? I, I I loved, loved, loved it. Loved the electrician example. That the electrician brings light and life to things, just as God brings light and life to things. So many other great examples, but every job a parable by John Van Sloten. That was a that was a great one. All right, Martha, did you have one final book you want to highlight?
1: Um well yeah, and this one it just a lot of people are going to relate to who the book was written by. And it was um, Chip and Joanna Gaines story at the Magnolia story. And um, I think just the impact of seeing a couple who is using how God has gifted them, what their love story and they're living it out for the world to see. And a lot of people don't understand what they're doing. Um, They don't even know necessarily everything that God has in front of them um, but their intentionality, I think, can be an inspiration. And um, then b- having read the story and then getting to go to the silos in Waco this fall, um, just really, it, it impacted me because they're not sp- writing out the gospel and everything they're doing but they're living it out
0: they're living it out in excellence they are they they, they demonstrate their faith in excellence and as we went to the magnolia market in waco because that was something that was so high on your list Mm -hmm. that we really saw that in everything they do i mean the people that were behind their cash registers were excellent people walking through their showroom were excellent it was just a they really demonstrate that in everything that they do
1: yeah So that I think that's that that hope trajectory started with me having read the book because it's it just gives you a bigger glimpse into their lives.
0: And she said, we have got to go there. We have got to go there. Something like that. It was something like that. Absolutely. Okay. so let's talk about maybe three shows that impacted us uh, or each one of us this year. You know, we've done we will have done today is the two hundred and sixty third show of the year. And out of that, it's very tough to pick out any certain ones, but there's some yes. that have made it imp- that uh, made an indelible impact on me. What were what were those three shows for you?
1: Okay, so the first I'm going to go in date order, go back the furthest. Uh, January 26th, we had Megan Alexander on, and oh, she yeah. wrote the book Faith in the Spotlight. And I think the biggest impact for me is being reminded that. God can use people in every industry. And, you know, it's very easy to go, there can't be any Christians in media. There can't be any Christians in the, you know, uh, television world. How could that possibly be? And Megan is a real person who God has put her in an incredible place because he has her as a woman sportscaster in football. And just the obstacles of that alone And, you know, she needed her faith to keep her strong and to keep her committed because of what she wanted to do. That's what she, you know, she felt called to. But um, her book, huge inspiration, hearing her talk, huge inspiration to just say, you know what, this is this is the spotlight God has me in and I'm going to walk out my faith in it. And God's using her in amazing ways. And she is a beautiful, young, married woman that that um, God's put her in that place for such a time as this. In and a messy
0: place. It's a very messy place.
1: Yes. And and especially now as we continue to see how, you know, scandals come up all the time and, and God's got her strong in that place.
0: All right. So I would say number one show for, or not number one show. Okay. If I do my number no, one show. No, don't number them. Just, yeah, just okay, so, well, show them. Li- oh, okay. So earliest on in the year. The interview I got to do with Lee Strobel mm-hmm. on The Case for Christ. Right before The Case for Christ came out on film, Lee Strobel called into the show and I got a chance to talk with him, which was a great privilege. He's a great apologist. He's a great person defending the faith. And and he was an atheist who went out to prove that his wife's faith was a fake. <laughs> and he ended up leading himself to Christ. And, uh, and God rescued him and he became uh, just an incredible apologist in today's world. Yeah. And they did a movie about his life. And he was just... You know, he's a big deal and uh, he doesn't act like he's a big deal. But, you know, most people know who Lee Strobel is, almost like they know who C.S. Lewis is. Mm -hmm. Maybe not quite that famous, but very. And I just was overwhelmed by the sincerity, authenticity and transparency in that interview. He was just a regular guy. And and I so appreciated it. And we had technical problems on that show that day. Mm -hmm. And we're. Constantly worried we were going to lose the signal because he was in some remote location, right. and I remember Ace and I praying during the show, like Lord, please just hold this signal together. Mm-hmm. But it was just, it was overwhelming how real he was, yeah. and I loved that.
1: It was a great interview. It was a lot of fun to be a listener on that show. I actually thought about writing that down, but I didn't want to. It was, it was, uh, you, you got to be involved in. Now, what's
0: that? another show for you?
1: Okay, March tenth, Autumn Lindsay. Oh. oh makes me wanna cry just thinking about her. She um is an amazing young girl who wrote a or did a video um rebuking Teen Vogue for their article on top ten or top gifts to give somebody who's just had an abortion. What an amazing place God has her in. And um what I think is most impactful as it relates to I work for him is the fact that If we can raise up a generation that doesn't segment their lives, we could put this show out of business, you know, in a sense.
0: That's right. Well, really, we become become irrelevant.
1: In fact, somebody said that to us this last week. This ministry shouldn't be necessary, but it is. And helping people to see that. But to see a young woman who raised in a home that with a solid foundation, who stood up for something in in her realm of... um, of influence, and I just saw that she's done another um, uh, video. Yeah, I gotta watch. And that. I didn't, I didn't get to go back and watch well, the whole we thing. Maybe we'll get to
0: do a show on her again next year. Follow but, up with her.
1: But Autumn Lindsay, and if people want to go back and listen to March 10th um, and hear her story and how God's using her, that so, just was very impactful. It's no
0: fair. You picked out dates. I don't have my dates written down. I just remember. Well,
1: on okay. So here's <clears> a cool <throat> thing on our website. You can just. Go to the listen podcast and there's a search function and you can put in Lee Strobel and you'll find them.
0: All right. So there's a movement out there that we have highlighted many times on iWorkFrame called Made to Flourish. And Made to Flourish is a movement for pastors helping them to understand their calling on equipping the saints that are in their pews for all of their life, not just the 5% we spend in church, but for the 95, also for the 95% that's out there in the community, living out our faith everywhere we go. And made to flourish is an, is is a place where pastors go to get encouraged and equipped to do that equipping. And we've done many interviews with the, the the founder, which is Tom Nelson. He's written a couple of great books, work matters um, and, and the economics of neighborly love. And I know there's another one out there that I'm forgetting. And those are always great interviews, but also from that movement is a guy named Charlie self and I interviewed him in August mm-hmm. and he's a pastor and he's a professor at a Bible school. I believe it was a Bible school, not a seminary. And he, we just had an amazing conversation that day and became friends on the air really, as we just shared the passion for discipling and equipping Christ followers to be dynamically effective in the, whatever their workplace may be. And and that Charlie understood his role as a pastor and understands his role as an equipper, as a teacher as mm-hmm. well in, in, uh, in school. And that was an amazing interview. In fact, we got, I got an email the other day after we announced our 501 C3, 501 C3 got approved. He sent me a really nice email, Jim. I'm so excited for you and Martha for what God has for you next. I just really liked that interview. And, and okay. Next one for you. So I'll, I'll you my just like
1: one. bundled like three of them together. No, so my last... I did
0: not, not three. That was yeah, two, yeah.
1: two Tom Nelson.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, no, but I still okay. got one but that's more okay. left.
1: So I, I'm sure you do because you're an overachiever. You no, you said pick three. <laughs> okay, so my last one, what my segue was, is my last one is um, a bundle as well. And that is... Oh, so um, you're ripping me for a bundle? And... No, I was using it. This is radio, honey. <coughs> oh, my goodness. We're supposed goodness. to like build. Double but standards anyway, here, people. Um, in the last month, we've had two amazing builders mm-hmm. on our show. and um, Both on the, the road show. first shows. one with Beaten Bow Homes. Out of Lubbock, Texas, and then D'Angelo's Diamond out of Naples, Florida, and they're all over the world practically. But what impacted me about this was that two very different kinds of builders:
0: mm-hmm. commercial versus residential.
1: Yes, Texas versus Naples, Florida. You know, just so many differences, but yet their culture was so Christ-centered and so um, they their servant leadership was exhibited in every aspect of what they do
0: i was it was like walking into an away. envelope it was like walking into a an envelope of marshmallows it would just felt it. no it was soft it was sweet I Can't it imagine
1: was... an envelope of marshmallow oh. <laughs> i mean that it was just cute. was
0: it was it was it surrounded you with kingdom perspective it was just amazing yes. just amazing
1: so even though they're doing work and they're doing you know blueprints and Hard, hardcore stuff. And they're working with rough and tumble people. They were doing it all for the Lord and how impactful.
0: All right. So my last, my last one, and and I want to highlight in this segment is uh, my interview with David Gibbs, the third. And, you know, David Gibbs, the third from the uh, National Center for Life and Liberty uh, talks about, we had a, did a show on your rights to display your faith in the workplace. And that show, I believe was in October and he took over the show it's kind of funny even gave me a a hard time when i told people get out your pen and paper so you don't miss this stuff he called you a dinosaur he said dinosaurs use a pen and paper get out your (laughs) tablet and take us down but that show was a clear gave everybody a clear perspective on what is legal for you to do in sharing your faith in your workplace whether you're a business owner business leader you're an employee that show laid it all out and that's we did it that way on purpose so that people could get a perspective we do it all the time, at least once a year, because people forget they have a right to beat Jesus in their workplace.
1: And we'll not only forget it, culture tells them differently. All
0: right, you're listening to the iWorkframe radio show, doing a kind of a, not a year in review, because that would take like 88 shows. But what we're doing is just some highlights of how we saw the Lord move and some of the neat interviews we did, neat books we read. And, and <clears throat> I think that, well, Martha, go ahead. Where, where do you want to go next, for the next segment?
1: Well, um... I just we I think quickly can talk about the fact of um, what we read in our Bibles this year personally, okay. right. and maybe what God has been teaching us. And I wanted to just you know piggyback off of the fact that you were talking about Felicity and Tony Dale, and um, we have been studying the Book of Acts, right, and really trying to in learn yep. what the um, what the church originally looked like right and it's what's crazy and convicting for me is the fact that as a teenager i was in this thing called bible quizzing which a lot of people may not know what it is but it is just what it sounds like you they pick a book of the bible you study it to death and then you quiz on it (laughs) so it's it's crazy (laughs) she didn't die no so she didn't finish studying oh i did i i anyway and i quizzed on the book of acts but A few years have gone by since then. (laughs) And you know what, sadly enough, that head knowledge didn't necessarily become heart knowledge. And so this time around, uh, we've enjoyed using the cultural background Bible to really learn um, some cultural background. So that's really been impactful for me this year. How about
0: well, and we continue to do the Jesus calling uh, morning and evening together. Yep. We've been reading that together, which then uh, has lots of Bible verses each and every day. And really the, the focuses of our devotions we do together has been on waiting, trusting, hoping, um, on really, is, is, is anything else? Oh,
1: I'm well, peace,
0: peace and peace. Absolutely. Peace. And that's always encouraging. It always kind of reminds Martha and I, cause we're very, we're, we're very busy people and, we often want to worry about tomorrow and then it steals from today and just learning to just live today not try to plan it all out because we're walking with the lord and he already knows the right path but personally after we spent time with ken Ham on the radio earlier or late last year and then this year when we got to be with him in october the last quarter of the year i spent
1: yeah, you you've been reading um you started at the beginning.
0: Yeah, I went back to Genesis and I said I want to make sure Ken Ham said the first 11 chapters of Genesis really lay the foundation for everything.
1: You got a frog there. Well, I'll just keep talking for you so you can clear that out. Um, You know, often people look to doing the beginning of the Bible at the beginning of the year. Right. So that might be something they could think about.
0: But it said that everything from history was laid up. Everything was the the groundwork for God's rescue plan for the entire humanity was laid up in those first 10 chapters of Genesis. And so I've read the book of Genesis. I'm in Exodus. And I, I just... I love being reminded of that. Yes, at the same time, we've been teaching on on Acts, and, and we'll read other random things, but I really wanted to go back and try to understand what Ken Ham was talking about from uh, Answers in Genesis about, it was all laid up in those first 10 chapters of Genesis.
1: So I just think as a encouragement and a challenge for our listeners to be thinking about, you know, how are you investing in learning more about our Heavenly Father? And that's really why we read the Bible, why we do devotions is um also, like when you were talking about a lot of people out there listening, probably struggle with being busy, being stressed, worrying about tomorrow, all the same kinds of things that we're dealing with. And how, how should we be handling that by going to the Lord?
0: All right. So let's talk about, cause I mean, and that's really how it impacted us personally. And we really love that, but we want to share, let's share some of the things you know, I, I shared with you last night, Martha, some of my goal. I've got a personal goal that I'm setting up for 2018. And it's, I really want, this is this is, this is what I want to work on. James 1.19, it's not been my life verse, but it's it has described, the antithesis of James 1.19 has described my life. James 1.19 says, be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to become angry. And then it goes on to say other things. Do you remember what else it says? Could you pull that up on your Bible? I can. <clears throat> I don't have my Bible right here near me. But I, I, that is something I've always been... Um, quick to not listen, quick to speak, and quick to become angry. Instead of slow to be quick to listen, I'm usually quick to speak. And instead of being uh, quick to listen, I'm quick to speak. I mean, I'm the opposite of that.
1: Actually, that is all that there is in that verse. Understand this, my dear brothers and sisters, you must all be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry.
0: Right. So I really want in. So that I can hear my Heavenly Father's voice, I really want to be quick to listen and then be slow to speak and slow to become angry. Because when I get frustrated, I get quick to become angry. When I get hurt, I get quick to become angry. But I want to understand God better, and I've I've just got to learn to listen better.
1: Hmm.
0: And and that's my goal. It's very simple. Yeah, I'd like to lose a few pounds, but, you know, I, I also, that means I have to probably quit drinking Mountain Dew, so... I don't know if we're going to get that done. I think we did eat healthier this year. We ate more fruits and vegetables this year Mm -hmm. and we did walk and get some exercise this year, but not near enough. And I did not give up Mountain Dew.
1: No, but you know what? God works on each one of us in different ways. So that's That's for sure.
0: Okay. So what about you? What kind of goals are you setting?
1: Um, I am still pondering all of that, so you know I've got so ponder away in front of all hours. Us. Wow, that's really being vulnerable. Um, There's which, only two days like, left in
0: the year? But you know, go ahead and know, ponder, ponder we've never, aloud.
1: We've we've never you know hidden our vulnerability in the past. So back at Easter this last year, we were at my sister's church, and the pastor prayed or preached a very powerful message, and basically the Lord gave me the word <laughs> qualified, and. Um, I was kind of mad at him. I don't very often get mad at God, but I'm like, why did you give me this word? Um, So that's something that I've had to learn a lot of things, um, being on the radio, doing the radio show that I never imagined that I would need to learn. And yet in the midst of it, God's reminding me that I'm qualified for what he's giving me. And so I think that's going to continue in 2018. And I really want to seek to to. To define what it is that he's qualified me to do. And, um,
0: well, obviously radio, because you're really good at it.
1: Well, okay. So, (laughs) but just saying, Lord, how do I spend my time? What am I supposed to be doing? You know, we're defining our roles and because it morphs constantly. And um, just being, just being willing.
0: Mm, That's a good word. Be willing. Mm. There you go. Be willing, obedient. That's, I, I like that. All right, so you, you you also put in here, hey, let's talk about some of the, the incredible people we met this year. I don't know that I could pick.
1: I know. I mean, it's a tough one. It was
0: incredible. Patrick Kanuski from the Ark Encounter and the Creation mm. Museum treated us so well there. It was just really neat. I mean, he was just a true kingdom representative when we were there. That really impacted me. Rick and Holly Beatonboe on our last road trip Unbelievable. But man, I, I mean, everybody we met on the road, I mean, I love being with Tony and Felicity Dill. And I love, I mean, it's just all the people along the way. I love spending time with your aunt and your cousins in California who had been on the air. I, that was fun.
1: I think that that's the overarching idea is the fact that everywhere we go, the people that meet, we meet, God is using. And he's got them planted right where they need to be. And they're being willing servants to live out this life their faith walk in front of people. And we love being connected with people like that. So if people are even being inspired today to go, well, I know somebody in, you know, Ohio, or I know somebody in Montana, you know, that, that has an amazing story. We want to hear about them. because Anywhere in the
0: 50 states or Canada is fine. It doesn't have to be Ohio or Montana.
1: (laughs) I was just trying to Think of places we may have haven't been, but we been we've to we we been, been to Ohio. We have in Ohio, but we
0: didn't do a show in Ohio, though. Yeah, we,
1: we sh- did Cincinnati. Oh,
0: that's right. Cincinnati, Ohio. During yes. Irma. That's right. I forgot yes. that's in Ohio. Very yes. Southern Ohio. That's right.
1: So, um, I, again, just God is opening doors, and it's so fun to meet these meet people. And if you have someone, as you're listening to us, that you want to connect us with, please do that via email. You can use the contact page on our website. And um, well,
0: Yeah, we want to uncover people in the... in in the corners, in in the cabinets, in the, in in the shops, anywhere across the nation, people that are living out their faith each and every, every day. We want to talk to those people. We want to highlight their stories, what the Lord is doing, because each one of us gets inspired by what other people are doing in the Lord. And we want to make sure that we're sharing that.
1: Yeah. And I don't know why the words hospital and classroom come up to me too, because the white house,
0: we want to interview somebody from the white house.
1: Or the Pentagon.
0: We're the Pentagon, absolutely. That'd be all right. We got people at the Pentagon, but they, most of them can't talk about oh, what they talk true. about. We don't want to be killed. <laughs> hey, if I say that on the air, I'll have to kill you. I don't want. you, know, I don't want. I don't do that. think that would happen. All right, but what's amazing is that you know, as we we got to travel this year because we had several people volunteer to donate money to our work for him to give us a portable studio. Yes. And so we traveled in June and July and September, October, November, and December. Yes, And it was incredible. I think we traveled, all told, about 20,000 miles by car this year, just for I Work For Him, just in the second half of the year. And just, it just been incredible. That what doesn't a, what a count,
1: great gift. That doesn't count all the miles over the bridge to get to the no, station. No, that, 50 That's miles like, every
0: day to go to the show. out
1: of the out of the area.
0: <laughs> all right, well, we're out of time, but we want uh, to thank you, our audience, for listening every day and for being a blessing to us as you send us emails and encouragement. Thank you for being part of I Work For Him. Make the commitment of the to join the I Work for him Nation in 2018. It will transform how you look at your workplace. So, Martha, from our hearts to yours, happy New Year! Mm-hmm. Be a blessing to your family and your neighborhood. You've been listening to I Work for him with your host Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace is our mission field, but ultimately, I, I work, work for Him. him.